Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. I meant to have this out last night, but researching Omicron dried up my time like water in a desert. Research, so important, yet such a pain. But that's why I do it so you don't have to. Though I still encourage you to check my work periodically, can't be too careful. Anyway, we've got a big update on COVID, some CTC articles, a huge Yang interview revealing what we've been dying to know, and exciting news from Scott. Let's get to it. Quick shout out to our Tier 3 patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. So, Christmas fast approaching, and I just got my own COVID booster shot the other day. With cancer in the family, there's no question it's necessary, so I figured it was a good time to do a COVID update. Still too soon to say how Omicron compares to Delta in terms of symptoms, but since we last talked about it, we've gotten some more data on vaccine efficacy. Experiments testing antibody response show far less antibody effect against Omicron compared to Delta. Antibodies correlate with infection resistance. This also goes for natural immunity, those who got infected even without the vaccine. That said, preliminary results show that vaccination can offer about 70% protection against infection from Omicron if the vaccination was recent. Protection from both vaccines and natural immunity steadily declines after that, so it's important to get those booster shots. A booster shot seems to restore protection against infection about a week or two after the shot, which is to say infection resistance from the vaccines wears off over time and you need to refresh it. This finding is consistent throughout both independent testing and those from vaccine manufacturers. From numerous studies, what we've seen with Delta is that infection resistance from vaccines, though it varies by brand, starts at around 90%, then steadily drops to about 60% at six months after the second dose, and a booster takes it back to over 90%. That's all for Pfizer. Research has shown it is safe and effective to mix and match different vaccines for your initial course and boosters as necessary. Obviously, it's still too early to have this sort of data for Omicron, but from what we've seen thus far, the estimation is that existing vaccines start off with anywhere from 65 to 95% resistance, dropping to anywhere from 0 to 60% six months out, and a booster brings it back up to 55 to 90%. So it's less effective than against Delta and way less certainty at this point, but same trend. Protection starts high, steadily declines, and is restored with the next shot. These numbers in particular come from a UK study conducted by many health organizations, which appears to have relatively good methodology, but is not yet peer-reviewed and is, as always, subject to sample bias and other variables, which simply can't be controlled outside of unethical lab testing. I don't like reporting on such uncertain results, but it's the best we've got, and these are time-sensitive health decisions. People need to know if it's important to get vaccinated for the holidays, and yes, it appears very important to do so. In London, Omicron now accounts for about 75% of new cases, meaning it has very much displaced Delta as the dominant strain. How much of that is due to reduced effectiveness of vaccines against Omicron infection versus any difference in fundamental transmissibility of the virus is impossible to say, but the relevant point is that Omicron is the main threat now, particularly to those not recently vaccinated. The good news is the vaccines appear to fare better in terms of preventing severe symptoms, including hospitalization and death. 
For instance, one South African study found that the non-boosted vaccinated are 70% less likely than the unvaccinated to be hospitalized by Omicron and project that a booster increases that protection back to 90%. The U.S. is still in the midst of a worsening Delta surge with an average of 1,200 deaths a day and 79% of ICU beds reported occupied across the country, according to federal data. That's before Omicron comes in to make it much worse. So please, if you haven't been vaccinated recently, go get your shot now to protect any family and friends you'll be seeing a week from now, as well as others. It only takes 20 minutes, assuming you don't get trapped by a train that parks across the only road access to and from your house for 45 freaking minutes, for instance. And mask up where applicable. Moving on, Newsweek put out a great article on the improved CTC pointing to the data that it has increased access to employment among parents and that work requirements have been counterproductive. Good one to share with those who misunderstand the effect of conditions or the barriers to employment. Bloomberg Business has also had a good article emphasizing the bipartisan history and present of the CTC and its enormous effects on child poverty as well as racial and gender equality. Of particular interest, it points out that in 2019, 36% of the federal budget was aimed at supporting seniors, while only 9% went toward children. Childhood poverty can become somewhat of a lifelong disability. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Links below. And now the big Yang news. Yang Gang's news hub, The Trickle Up, have finally received a long overdue interview with none other than Andrew Yang. What's great about Yang Gang interviews, and this one in particular, is that it's not the same old question and answer you've heard a million times. In fact, Mia and Boyce somehow managed to immediately get Andrew to finally admit that he is keeping the door open to run third party. Now, he didn't actually say it would be him running. What he said was what we've long suspected, that if it's a rerun of Biden versus Trump, the numbers right now are saying Biden would lose, and any other likely Democratic candidate would probably do even worse. And if that is the case, Yang would want a third-party candidate. Importantly, he did qualify that it would need to be a candidate who polls better with Republicans than with Democrats, so that any spoiler effect would disadvantage Trump. Andrew stated more clearly than before that Trump is an existential threat to democracy, and that is the main reason he would not risk a Trump victory. So it sounds like, as I expected, Yang and Forward have been refusing to refuse running a third-party candidate because they want the option to run Yang or someone more appealing to the GOP if the data shows Democrats will otherwise lose to Trump and if the third-party candidate would pull more votes from the GOP than from Democrats. So, do I think that's a reasonable position? Yes. Do I think it's going to calm the rampant spoiler fears among Democrats that is likely doing serious harm to Forward's efforts? Probably not. Am I right? Who knows? But I am glad that Yang is being more clear about his plan now. I definitely prefer Honest Yang. One last reveal that Yang made in this interview was that Scott Santons is apparently planning to move to Washington, D.C. Scott, the people's lobbyist? Yes, please. And finally, if you've loved Scott's podcast or article on MMT, or if you haven't, there's a new format to absorb it. He's printed it as a 69-page book available for order on Amazon. And this is his first book, surely not the last. Makes for a great cliff notes on money, government spending, and economics. Buy one, stick it in your back pocket, never be without it again. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the Omicron thread, CTC articles, trickle-up interview, 
and Scott's book, Flood Congress with Calls, Tweets, Faxes, and Letters, using the easy volunteer contacts below. If you need help, consult the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.